All right, Jax, welcome back to Pardon Me, Alex, your only source for Lumberjack Basketball 24-7-365. And man, oh man, do we have an episode for you. What a game. <laughs> it, it was a game, and I'm hearing, I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I'm hearing sirens in the background at my place, and... Oh, no, I can hear him, yeah. We needed this help last night in that first half because we were going down quick. SOS, like we needed to get resuscitated (laughs) after that first half. I mean, thankfully we kind of did second half, but geez, oh, Pete, I was uh, sweating bullets literally and figuratively that whole game. I was not comfortable with our lead at any point during that game. When when we even had one. (laughs) Yeah, in the second half, yeah. (laughs) Because we didn't even have one, barely in the first half. So, but we'll get we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, um, obviously, we're going to recap the LSU Alexandria game that we played on Sunday, December sixth, at four o'clock. Um, it was a Sunday fun day game day. Our first Sunday fun day game day of the season, and probably of lumberjack basketball history as of recent memory. I don't know if I've ever gone to a Sunday basketball game at Lamar Johnson Coliseum. I feel like we've had some Sunday afternoon ones, yeah. Have you? Have we? I think it's we possible. have. It's just also possible that I've slept and drank since then, <laughs> so I probably don't remember. Just not the norm, I don't think. No, that's what back. I meant. Like if I could yeah. not remember recent history if I, you know. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's possible. Who knows? Anyway, so we was Sunday fun day. We did like a game. The game was at four, so we figured, you know, why not? It's you know, it's five o'clock somewhere, so why not get the <laughs> drinking going? So we uh, were able to use the seats app, which anyone, anyone, not just season ticket holders, not just the VIPs, anyone can use the seats app. You just have to download it onto your phone and pull it up and create an account and find the local live game, which obviously you're at. So it's not that hard. It should pop right up on your phone and you're able to get drinks, food, whatever delivered right directly to your seat. You don't even have to get up. It is so convenient and such, such a bad idea for us drinkers (laughs) because I mean, we, how many rounds did we have? Three? Yeah. We had three. It just makes it too easy. I mean, so too easy. easy to get lit at the basketball game now. So, yeah. I mean, we. I ordered the first round. Like, I hadn't even. I barely walked in the auditorium. Like, I walked two feet into the auditorium, <laughs> opened my app, and ordered it. And by the time I got to our seat, it was basically halfway to us. So we wasted zero time. We were popping those tops before tip off. Um, and we needed it. We did not know how much we would need it. Yeah, we definitely needed it. We needed it more than I think we've ever needed a drink before <laughs> at a basketball game. Well, I'll take that back. I really could have used a drink during the Duke game. Yeah. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. could have. Anyway, so we got our drinks delivered to our seats on uh, and had a great time. And uh so had a special guest on Sunday. Tell us about that, Jacqueline. Yeah, so I think for like the first time ever, I got there before Alex. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I was there. Um, and one of our... <laughs> I, was running, I was running late, man. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm choking. Don't, don't die. Don't die. <laughs> She's going to make it, people. But um... I'm, I'm so sorry. I was running late. I was watching the... 
Texans completely break my heart, and I lost track of time. So that's what happened. But uh, one of our favorites from last season came to watch the game yesterday. I think he kind of misses everybody, so... Um, but yeah, Samaja, Samaja Hart, if anybody remembers number zero from last semester, last semester. Now you rubbed off on me last season. Um, I am so sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, so I got to talk to him for a good 10 minutes or so before Alex got there and give him a little lecture slash pep talk kind of about what he's doing in life and what's going on and just, you know, tell him that we missed him and that we hated it didn't work out and he's always a lumberjack to us and he can come join us at any game. So it was it was Absolutely. nice getting to see him. We did take a cute little picture with him. Yeah. We did post it. So if you saw us on uh, Twitter, <clears throat> I haven't posted it on Instagram, but it was on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we took a quick little picture. We took our masks off for about 2.5 seconds and took a quick picture with them and then, of course, <laughs> swiftly put the masks back on because that's what responsible uh, Lumberjack fans do. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was good to see him. Good to see him. So a couple uh, a couple notes from the game, or really from the week, to be honest. Uh, so Gavin, he, uh, he was named the Southland Conference Player of the Week because of his past uh, week performances, obviously. Clearly, that's hence why it's called Player of the Week. So he averaged 17.3 points and five rebounds on 76% shooting in the three victories um, over Letourneau, McNeese, and LSU, the game that was yesterday evening. So he went 18 for 24 from the field scoring 46 points. He compiled 30 rebounds combined in the two wins over Letourneau and McNeese. So that's pretty good. Uh, chipping in six points against LSU Alexandria, his field goal percentage ranks first in the conference and ranks sixth in scoring as well. So he's doing really well. He's doing really well, coming out strong at the beginning of the season. You know, we kind of figured he would, and so I'm glad he's really, um, you know, keeping up with expectations as of yet. So that's it. Bodes well for the rest of the season. He, I just hope he keeps it up. And no more injuries yeah. to his face or any other parts of his body. Poor guy had to get stitches on his darn eye socket area. I'm sure that was not fun. Yeah, we call we called that as soon as I saw oh, that yeah. blood. I I knew he was going to get stitches. Oh yeah, I mean it was uh, <clears throat> breeding breeding. I can't talk ever. It was bleeding <laughs> profusely all over everything. So yeah, we kind of knew he needed stitches on that one, but he looked fine. Yeah. Um, obviously it didn't really affect his gameplay really at all, so, which was good. Yeah, bounced right back. Yeah. So, a little background on LSU Alexandria. Um, so that is the first time that we've played them. Um, we have played LSU before and beat them at home. We played LSU Shreveport in 2015 and 2016 and won both times. Uh, this was the first time against LSU Alexandria, they are in the NAIA, the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, so not NCAA, um, but in NAIA, they are Division One, and they're in the Red River Athletic Conference. Um, coming into the game so far this season, they're 7-2. and two. Their wins have been against uh, Dallas Christian College, UNT, Florida Memorial University, Kaiser University, Thomas University, UNT again, and the University of Mobile. <clears throat> Their two L's were against Loyola and University of Mobile. 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I'm, I didn't look on their schedule, but I. Someone said something on social media. Oh, Sean told us. Kennedy oh. he said that that they dropped like 115 points on UNT. So, yeah, they did. And I can't remember what the final score, but I think it was like 115 to 90 or 89 or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. My God. I mean, I'm not saying like UNT is like, <laughs> you know, Baylor or like Kansas or something. But right. I mean, that's... It's a lot of points. For an AIA team, that's a lot of points. Yeah. Most definitely. Absolutely. Um, I did throw in a little random fact in there just because I, it's always funny whenever my actual full name comes up. So my full name, my obviously Alex is just a nickname. My full name is Alexandria. And so anytime anything related to Alexandria, just in general pops in, I always feel the need to like explain um, because it's obviously relates to me. So anyway, so uh, my obviously my full name is Alexandria and it is a Greek of Greek origin. It means defender of mankind. So I, you know, I always have to get that in there. I know. I I love that. Do you, did you ever go by Alexandria or have you pretty much always gone by Alex? I've only ever known you as Alex. Yeah. So I think, honestly, I, I think I've always been Alex. I mean, obviously when I, when I was in trouble, I think my mom dropped Alexandria a few times. I don't think it was ever commonplace that I was called Alexandria just in regular conversation, but I have obviously had to introduce myself like sometimes you know like in class when they'll say like you know when they'll do the role like in college and stuff like you know alexandria like oh that's you know i'm alexandria i go by alex please don't call me that (laughs) please please don't call me that anyway yeah and then i just i always like i think it's interesting that there's multiple different alexandrias like all over the world like there's obviously alexandrias city-wise like in america and then of course in egypt and things like that so yeah i think it's just interesting it is not a lot of people's first names that are you know cities like that right so not to toot on any horns but (laughs) anyway so let's talk about the game so the the final score makes it look i feel like a lot better than it actually was (laughs) i i agree i agree but uh, we did end up winning, 97 to 79. Uh, the attendance for the game is shown as 250, which I think is pretty dead on accurate. Uh, it was very, very slim attendance, but it was, you know, it was a Sunday afternoon game that we found out about on Friday. So we definitely, yeah. we definitely expected the the attendance to be low. So. Yeah, and yeah, and it's Sunday, and you know that's the Lord's Day and Family Day, so it's kind of expected. Or I think I made a joke about it being <clears throat> Sunday. Oh, I know, because didn't uh, no, that was a different day. Um, no, that was the coach at Big Mace. He like dropped a, he dropped a curse bomb like during the middle of the game, and I was yeah. like, "Watch it, there are children present." I something <laughs> happened during the game, and I was like, "It is the Lord's Day." Something happened. Somebody I do remember that forget what it was but anyway um yeah so 250 I honestly think that is the most accurate like attendance we've ever taken at a basketball game because even when the attendance says officially you know 1200 or 2000 or 
during pre-COVID days when it was like two, three, four, whatever thousand. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. God bless. There's no way. So when I saw 250, I was like, that's more accurate. There's no, there's, 250 seemed kind of right on the money. Anywho. So did we talk about the starters? Um, no, but say, yeah, same starters we've had so far. Raw T. Yeah. Kim, Gavin, David, Calvin. Nothing different there. Nothing different there. And then moving on to the Southland standings. Again, nothing has really changed. The only thing that's changed is the overall uh, wins and losses. But our standings have pretty much stayed the same. Abilene Christian up top, we're second. And again, it's just due to the fact that they've played two more games than we have. I mean, that's just like we're both the only two unbeaten teams so far in the Southland Conference. And that's, again, just because we haven't paid, played any conference games at all, and they've played five games, we've played three games. I mean, that's just basically how it is at the moment. Um, Nichols is two and three, Sam Houston two and three, and then it just goes obviously down from there. McNeese one and two, A&M Corpus Christi one and three. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of teams that have not won a single game this season. Uh, Central Arkansas... New Orleans, Houston Baptist, Lamar, and poor Northwestern State leading the bottom of the pack here at 0-5. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes is right. Bless their hearts. I know. I was not expecting them to go 0-5. I, I don't even know who heck, the heck they've actually played to make them go 0-5. Um, well, here we go. So they played Texas Tech, and they lost – basically by half it was like 101 to 58 yeah they played ut arlington uh didn't lose by much they played la tech lost by like 20 uh played tcu didn't lose by too much on that one that was not too bad it was under 10 points uh and then played louisiana monroe and lost by about nine or so so i mean some of the losses really weren't that bad of losses they yeah just, that first game, though, they got spanked by Texas Tech. I would have imagined that. Yeah. Their next game, hopefully they'll pull a win out this next game. They're playing Champion Christian College. I think that should hopefully give them their their first win. Okay, but here, you know what? They're playing some really hard teams. They're playing Tulsa. They're playing Missouri State. They're playing Gonzaga. Oh, that's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. That's that, going to be like, terrible. That rounds out the rest of their non-con. They're playing Tulsa, Missouri State, Gonzaga, Louisiana College, and then it begins Southland Conference play. What the deuce? How do I know how they got Gonzaga? Me neither. I'm not going to ask Hey, whatever. But, I mean, good luck with that. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to keep up with that one. Yeah. No crap. Um, I'm excited <clears> to see, though, how the rest of the season really kind of pans out in regards to – Especially with Abilene Christian there. I mean, they're, they're playing really well this season. So I'll be anxious to see how we play against them this year. They have a really good team. Yeah. You know, I mean, to be fair, the teams that they've played so far, I mean, they've played ETSU. They've played Austin PV. Um, they've played Nebraska Omaha, Howard Payne, and Tarleton. So, you know not going to say that yeah. those teams are bad, but I'm not going to say that they're, you know, amazing. Yeah. Um, the next game, though, it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be a matchup. They're going to play Texas Tech, so. 
that might be Tech's playing all kinds of uh, Southland schools this season. Texas Tech is playing a bunch of Southland schools, but not us because they're chickens. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not mad about it. We get it. It's whatever. They just don't want to almost get beat again by us. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Okay, so time to dive into these stats, Sean Kennedy's stats. Uh, So our overall field goal percentage is 51.4, which we'll talk about a further breakdown on that later in the podcast. Well, no, I guess I can talk about it now. Uh, First, so for our field goal percentage and our three-point percentage, we ended up like mediocre, 51 field goal and 36.8 on three-point, but... uh, Really, it was the second half on each one that saved our abysmal first half because first half, our yeah. field goal percentage was 38, and our three-point was 16. Um, and then second half, we upped the field goal percentage to 67, which gave us the, the average of 51. And second half on three-pointers, we were 71%, so that evened us out to an average of 36. Um, so just first half, our our shots were abysmal. Um our free throw percentage was pretty steady the whole game, 69.2%. Not bad. Um, our points in the paint, we had 46. Uh, points off turnovers, we had 21, which I think is about what we've done the last few games. Or I think it was about what we did the last game. Um, second chance points, 18. Not bad. Fast break points, 9. Our bench points were 28. Um, <clears throat> our total rebounds were 44. Uh, so, I will say our offensive boards were higher this time. We had 19. Um, yeah, they, they definitely were. Yeah, and defensive rebounds, 25. Uh, mm-hmm. We had 21 fouls, which actually was only two less than them. So, not terrible, I guess. No, not terrible, but I guess. <laughs> it was still a lot. Like, I was yeah. going to say that later, but I I, I could say it now. I, I These last two games, like, the refs called what like last game was like 50 something and then this game it was 40 um total was what 40 something yeah 44 uh yeah 44 44 total point total uh personal fouls i mean god bless i felt like but here's my thing i felt like in that first half like within those first like couple minutes there was just foul after foul after foul after foul all on us like yeah disgusting i do agree with that um turnovers weren't terrible we had 15 um we did force 18 turnovers we had seven steals and one block uh our leader our game leader our player of the game was cam with 29 points five rebounds one assist three steals uh so the only only stat he was missing was a block and he was four of five from the three-point line yeah, he's doing well from that three-point line. He was just, like, hunkering down there in that corner on the wing, on the, uh, what is that, the yeah. left side wing, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, and he was just hitting him from there. He was doing well down there. Yeah, the he, he came out second half so. ready to go. Um, yeah. Also, right behind Tim for high point was Nigel with 18 points and four rebounds. Yeah, he had a great game. So, great game for Nigel. Um <clears throat> So I'll go ahead and steam into the feats of strength with my starting five. Um, so obviously, start off Cam. Just what a game. Uh, that was his season. I, I really thought it was going to be his career high, but I looked it up and it said that that was just a season high. So I don't know what his career high was. Maybe like 31. 
But um, he had the season high of 29 points. He had four or five from the three-point line. I mean, every stat except a block, he, he just played really, really well. Um, Non-basketball-related note, Danny was back. I think everyone Ooh, was, was back. It was very happy <sighs> about that. So much better. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, I, I said this the last game, but I'm going to say it again this game since I harped on them the first game for not being as strong as I thought they should be. But uh, Calvin and Charlie were really looking strong again yesterday. Um Calvin Calvin got at least one, like, really incredible dunk. Um, Charlie got some really nice second chance points. Uh, my only note on Charlie was please don't dribble from the elbow because one time he did get it and he dribbled, like, twice and then was like, oh, I do not need to be dribbling. Let me give it up. And I was like, thank you. Please pass it. Um, do not dribble from the elbow, Charlie. We don't need you to do that. Um, Nigel, just that – that was definitely – because I, I know we had um, – I think was it John Treadway who was tweeting and kind of saying he was waiting to see like a big performance out of Nigel and felt like he kind of hadn't seen it yet. I believe so. I think yeah, so. I think it was him. And I was like, just wait. I promise it's coming. Like I know he's been working really hard, and you know the stats did not lie. He he put up a really good game yesterday. Um, so I was happy for him about that, and I was more pleased with our offensive boards. So that was my my last feat of strength. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to mimic what uh, Jacqueline said about Nigel. For sure. I mean, I, I put on my note, I put, don't let Nigel get hot, mother efforts. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's really the whole reason why we recruited him from ETEP is just because he knows how to score. He's a scorer. And he'll make anything happen, make any play happen. And it really wasn't happening in the first half. Like, when he went in, I mean, he was really struggling. He missed a few, like, really, really easy back-to-back, like, jumpers. That any, I mean, that you should have, you could have made in your sleep. You know, it was just yeah, routine, routine shot that should have been made back to back. And I was just like, oh, here we freaking go. Come on, Nigel. Because like, again, like there's a whole, there's a reason. And I know he's probably, you know, still nervous about playing in a larger kind of, you know, bigger school. You're not playing UTEP anymore. You're playing at SFA. You're, you know, you have all eyes on you. You have more pressure on you just because, you know, oh, God, Nigel, big recruit, big recruit. But, like, just he needs to get out of his head. Don't worry so much about all that. Just get out there and play your game and play because you obviously you obviously know how to fall. We wouldn't have recruited you if you did it. It's very simple. Um, so just go out there and just play your game. Don't worry about what else is going on. Just play your game. Shoot your shot, bud. So, again, like I said, first half he was really kind of struggling, and then second half he really stepped it up and came on strong, and he was making shots. And, I I mean, left and right, playing good D, playing good, <clears throat> uh, getting some rebounds and things. Like, he was doing really well. Gavin, he, uh, obviously he played another good game. He had – it was only, what, six points or so, but he still played a good game. Um, he had this really one good moment uh, where he went up he went up to the bucket and instead of just like, you know, going up how normal just goes up and tries to throw it down, he went up and he did like a, almost like a full 360 spin rotation, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, he needs to do that more instead of like, or doing something like that more instead of double clutching or double triple pumping. Yes. Just go up to the basket. I think that they were doing that a little bit better yesterday instead of having to like double triple pump with the basket 
with the ball, they were actually just going up. And if they got fouled, they got fouled. They should do that every single time. Don't sit there and like double, like clench and like, uh, uh, oh, then I'll go up to the basket because you're going to get blocked. Yes. Amen. Preach, preach, preach. So he had this nice move where he did this like almost 360 turn to the basket and he got fouled. Like he just went straight up, did this cool turn thing. It was really pretty. Um, he looked like a friggin' ice skater out there doing like a, what do they call it? Triple axle or I don't even know. Anyway, um, I don't know my ice skating, but anyway, he got fouled and I don't remember if he got the buckets or not. I didn't care at that point. That move was great. Um, and I just feel sometimes like we're more in sync out when he's out there. Obviously I love Calvin and Charlie and, you know, and Nigel coming into the game to give some rest and things like that. But I just feel like we're more in sync when he is out there. I, I just feel more comfortable i'm not gonna say full-on comfortable but i feel more comfortable when he's out there just because i know that he has that in the paint presence and you know it's, it's Calvin. jesus he's played he's player of the week for a reason uh calvin was rebounding the absolute hell out of the ball yesterday and i was really pleased with that and he's really stepped up and even though he's super young i mean again a lot of us weren't 100 sure if he was going to be on the starting five but I mean, he's really kind of showed and proved himself why he's on the starting five over other people. So I think he's doing really well. And the fact that he is so young and he is starting five, like, and he is playing really, really well. I mean, he, and he had, like Jacqueline said, he had that monster dunk again yesterday. It was, it was disgusting. I know. Like, he, he embarrassed some people. Like, it was gross. I've been so pleased with him. And I had to remind myself last night that on our, preseason podcast last season I did choose him to be the breakout new player that I thought would be the best so bingo I'm just saying I call like I called it overall he was gonna be he was gonna be something so I'll I'll let it slide I'm gonna I'm gonna claim Um, it of course Cam showed up and really earned that player of the game I really was proud of him yesterday he really again we keep saying that all these guys are stepping up, but like he really, I mean, of course, like we're still trying to find who's going to be that face of the program. Who's going to be that guy who's, you know, like the guy, like that guy. And I think Cam really has that potential to be that guy. He just needs to have more games like he had yesterday and, you know, putting up almost 30 points. Jeez. <laughs> he was so close to getting 30. He was really yeah. close. Um, I thought he would get 30. Honestly, I did, but uh, it time just ran out, but. Yeah, he played a really great game yesterday. He was kind of showing out for his girlfriend, I think, so that's fine. Well, that <laughs> happened. Um, and then, again, kind of like Jacqueline had one non-related basketball thing. I have one non-related basketball thing. We had – I don't even know if this is his name. This is the name I've given him. And it's like DJ Lumberjack Swagger on the ones and twos. <laughs> like, we had another DJ there yesterday. <coughs> I don't know why I keep coughing. <clears throat> COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so – yeah, we had DJ there again on the court over in the corner. I'm assuming he's a DJ. Like, he had all the equipment. And he was over there spinning some fire tracks. So he was playing some really some really good songs, actually, and some old-school R&B rap stuff. So he's going to keep playing that. Like, we need him there every game. If he's going to be over there playing those fire songs, he needs to be there every game and not just, like, every once in a while. He needs to be there every game. Agree. It needs to be consistent. Yeah, because we had him in the first game. And then we didn't have him. We didn't have him all the second game. And then we had him yesterday. I'm like, okay. So if he's not going to be there, at least you have somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Because I don't know what the heck, who the heck 
was in charge of the freaking music on Friday, it was bad. I mean, we almost died when WAP was it's playing. Like WAP. <laughs> and it wasn't like, I mean, yeah, it was the edited version, but still, WAP. <laughs> I thought, I thought Holly Gamble Smith was going to honestly piss her pants. I didn't even know what to do. I was just like, what? I mean, because... They quickly realized their error and turned it off before it could continue after the first round of Wet and Gushy. (laughs) What the hell are they doing? I don't know who was in charge of the music. And there were a couple songs, too. They were, like, dropping, like, F-bombs and stuff. I'm like, who is over there? It's like, I'm not even going to hate. It's a catchy song, but, you know, maybe... But I'm just like... Maybe not. People, people were bitching at football because someone played a song that had like f bombs in it or something, or had like the n word in it. And so I'm just like, here we go again. These people are gonna hear these old freaking Baptists and grannies are gonna hear these goddamn songs, and then they're gonna bitch about it, and then someone's gonna get in trouble, and then it's gonna be a well, whole nother issue. Luckily, since it was the edited version, I think the people who have the biggest problem with that song have never heard it, so they wouldn't they wouldn't recognize it anyway. You know. Fingers crossed. My, my thinking. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so that was the end of my uh, five feats of strength. Um, yeah, so DJ Lumberjack Swagger. I don't know what his name is. I'm, you know, got to find out what his actual DJ name is. If he's just like, D, just DJ. I don't know. But, uh, or the Lumberjack DJ. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Anywho. All right, moving on. Two. The segment you love to hate. Also, we hate to love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Monday night, and I'm, like, so tired from grading. I've listened and read too many speech outlines and speeches today. Half of them didn't make any fucking sense. So <laughs> I'm just struggling right now. Struggling. Anywho, we're going to go on to the segment of the grief. You know, yesterday was, and I'm not going to lie, and I know my mom's going to hate me for this, but, and I'm not going to mince words here, I'm not going to hedge phrases, like, we, the first half was an absolute dumpster fire. We played like dog shit against a freaking NAIA team. Don't get me wrong. No hate to LSU, Alexandria. No hate whatsoever. They're a really great team. They have a lot of good players. You know, we should not have won that game by that few points. We should have honestly dropped like, or at least won by fifty plus points. Like, I don't know what the hell we were doing yesterday. I don't know what, I mean, maybe it's because we had just played a game on Friday and we didn't have a lot of time to like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not, I don't know. But I just was like, I was at no point yesterday comfortable with that game. Even in the second half when we started pulling away, still wasn't comfortable. Because every time we started to pull away and we were making good buckets and good moves and we were starting to, like, have spurts of, like, energy and electricity and we were like, woo, going, going. We 
we would just let up and they would just come all right back charging mm-hmm. in and it was just really insane so first off so many fouls like within the first 10 minutes of the game there were just so many personal fouls on us and at one point at one point it was seven fouls to two like we had seven yeah. fouls and they had two fouls and literally, I mean, I wasn't the only one saying it. There were multiple people in the crowd that were all yelling it. You know, we have seven, they have two, like, call the game fair. I don't think, honestly, it was until the second half when the fouls started to even up and they eventually obviously had a couple more than we did. But it was just insane how many personal fouls were in that very – I mean, they weren't even personal. They were team fouls. But still, fouls is a foul. I don't care. It's insane how many we had in those first about ten minutes of the game. Free throws. I know our free throw percentage was decent. It was what, like 68, 69%? Yeah, like, yeah, 69. But God, it just felt like we were missing everything for some reason. And, and they had a decent free throw percentage too. But like, again, it just, it felt like we were missing free throws. I mean, we should not be missing that many free throws at, at, at any rate at all yeah and i think a lot of 18 of 26 and they were 22 of 26 you know they they missed four and i think there were several um times that it was one and one so it it just felt like even more misses because we could have had an opportunity at another shot you know yes 100 and we missed the first one and then that was it yeah more opportunity anyway so I just, I, I feel like, I know that there's probably some guys who probably do not um, work on free throws in their free, in their free time, but I'm just going to be the bitch here and be like, maybe you probably should. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, maybe you probably should. You probably think like, you know what? I got this. I don't need help on free throws, but maybe you should stay and maybe shoot at least, you know, a couple extra after practice. Just to feel a little bit better about it, you know? Yeah. And obviously, I know everybody's like, oh, Gavin, like, he's the big guy. He really, you know, he's probably going to miss it anyway. Like, no, that, what, that, what? No. He should yeah. still practice it. And I know he probably does because he knows he's the big guy and knows he, you know, is has a higher chance of missing. And that's great. Again, one, I'm not in the practice. We're not in the practices. We don't know what the hell they do. <clears throat> I'm just saying. So, also had a lot of dribbling issues. Those were a plenty. I mean, there were multiple times I kind of noted. It wasn't like egregious every time they had the ball, but there were just some major moments during the game that caused turnovers. I know. I know. Jacqueline mentioned one with Charlie where he was just you know dribbling. Uh, how'd you put it from the elbow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Moments like that, I know, I think David had a couple, Nigel had a few moments, even Rati had a few, like, where he was just, like, over-dribbling, over-dribbling, um, if that's even a thing, I feel like it is, but they were just, you know, just having dribbling issues, I don't know, it was just, like, basic stuff. <sighs> and then lastly, I'll just throw out their communication. I said this last time, I'll say it again, I mean, we had, we had less crazy turnovers because of bad passes, but there were still some. There were still some, and there was one time where I think KJ <clears throat> ran like freaking face first into a screen. 
yeah. Like, and he's a small dude. Like, no offense to KJ, but he's a small little guy. You know, he ran right into a dude because nobody kind of called the screen. And then if they did, he fucking still ran into it. You know, it's just a little, yeah. it's just communication stuff. Just continue working on it. And I know, again, we have a whole new group of dudes. Like, totally get it. Not a whole new group, but like, this is only their second year all playing together. And this is the first year this starting lineup is all playing together, this starting lineup. Like, I get it. Believe me, I do. I get it. But we've had a, they've had a long time to get to know each other. <laughs> yeah. They've had a long time to practice together because they've been quarantining together. They should have this kind of down by now. Lots of family togetherness. For Ooh, sure. Come on. Come on. I mean, obviously, yes. Game time situation is completely different from practice. Like, I get that. Competition's different. But you, we really just need to work on that communication aspect of it. <clears throat> Especially with those passes and those calls on the screen, man. Oh, doggy. Agree. So my, my first just general point to agree with Alex, it's just the most obvious factor of the whole game. I mean, we just were slow AF the first half. We just looked terrible. I mean, we were down at half to an NAI team. And, like, again, to kind of elaborate on on my thoughts of what Alex was saying, like, yeah, we – I mean, we should have won by a lot more. And what, what I want to make a discernment of on this is because we have talked about before where we say, like, oh, these – you know, beginning games where we play these teams that are smaller than us, it's not about saying at the end of the game, like, oh, well, why didn't we beat them by 50? Why didn't we beat them by more since these are games where we really want to give our whole bench, like, game time playing experience and whatnot. But the difference is on this game, like, there were several dudes who didn't even get in the game at all because we were playing so terribly that we were behind. So, like, this wasn't one of those games where it's like, oh, okay, well, we won by 20-something. We could have won by 50, but we were very comfortable the whole time, and so we were rotating the whole bench in and giving everybody playing time. Like, no. Like, we had our starters and a few guys who got in. There were a few guys who didn't play at all, and we were down at halftime. So, it's a little different experience. Like, we we were never in a position to where we could have put uh, – you know, some of these guys in and, and taken a little bit of a hit on points. Like we were scrapping for what everything we got. Um, we just looked terrible. I mean, I was like, did we forget that we beat Duke and we're playing in an AI team? Like what the heck? Um, I was not pleased. It just, we looked bad. Um, like I said, when I went through the stats, our shooting was shit the first half, like 38% from the field and 16% from three. I mean, it's just abysmal, and we, we had to come back and and have a pretty decent second half on both of those stats just in order for them to even out and be mediocre and acceptable. Um, so we just need we, – we need to trust offense more and just move the ball around and take, take better shots, better choice shots, um, and not force it. And just work for more points in the paint because, I mean, those are – we don't have – like, Cam did awesome yesterday on three-pointers. Do not get me wrong. But Cam himself is not a straight three-point shooter. Like, he's better off the dribble. Cam can take almost anybody we play one-on-one and score on them. So, that's not even his necessarily his strong suit. 
Um, but you know, so we need, it's higher percentage shots to take it into the lane and we have a bunch of dudes who can ball one-on-one. So, uh, and you get a much better chance of getting fouled than in drawing the foul than you do airing up three pointer. So, um, we just need to trust the offense and make, make better choices on, on what shots we do take. Uh, my grievance on defense yesterday was just our defense in transition was non-existent like we would dunk and then we would be like oh well we just dunked it so we don't have to go down and play defense like uh, we gave up so many easy points on that but just not not getting back on d and that that is just the laziest thing because that's there's no talent level of expertise there. Like, it's just simply when you score, you got to – like, y'all have conditioning practices. Like, run your ass back down the floor and you're ready to play D. That doesn't take any talent to do that. It's just you got to do it. Um, so, that's an easy thing to fix. Uh, another defensive grievance I had was number 10 could definitely shoot the three and we just were not guarding it. Like, I, he was – what, what, uh, eight of 10, no, 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 eight of 10 overall, he was three or four from the three-point line, um, anyway, he was a good shooter, 80% shooting, and, uh, half his shots, at least, I bet, were un- completely uncontested, um, like, just weren't even out there, or, or we overplayed on defense, and then, you know, little two-dribble drive and pull-up jumper, and that was that, um, Oh, wow, I segued right into my last point. I didn't even notice. Uh, yeah, we overplayed on defense several times. We just looked dumb. So, I mean, listen, like, if you're not the fastest person on the team, maybe don't jump out there and overplay on defense. Like, give yourself – I mean, y'all know, like, I played basketball, and I, I was not the I was not the fastest. So, I had to give myself a, a foot or two so that, you know, if these girls are going to try to make a move on me, I had time to slide over. Like, I don't want to get ran over look dumb, get crossed up. So, yeah, and it's great to be aggressive on defense, but like you got to you got to know your own speed and play to that. And if if you're not the fastest, then give yourself a little more room. Um That's, that's the last of my grievances. Yeah, I agree with the uh overplaying aspect and the not getting back in transition. That was just again, against an NAIA team, like what are we doing? Just yeah. falling asleep at the wheel. Like, it's great. We just got, like, that major dunk by Calvin. Like, that was a monster dunk. Monster dunk. But right after it, we let them run down there and just score. Like, shoot. It was like, or they shot a three or something like that. You know, like, it was, they immediately scored right after that. And I'm like, you go down there and you make a major dunk and, like, just, like, blow their ass out of the water with that dunk. But then you can't even, like, get back into transition and go defend the ball. Like, I know you're excited about the dunk, and it was a great dunk, but what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of the dunk if you can't even go back and defend against the three? There is you none. Know? That was stressful. It was just stressful. It was just a very frustrating game all in all. Yeah, we got the win, and a win's a win. Even if it's an ugly win. Whatever. It's a win. But... God, we had a season of ugly wins. I don't want another season of ugly wins. I don't no. want that again. Yeah. I want complete domination. That's what I want. 
Or at least, even if it's close, just when we feel like we've actually done well. Like, that's one of those wins where you're, like, you just don't even feel like you got the dub because every, because the, the score, the score was a win, but us playing well and doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, it was not a win on that, on that term. No, no. If anything, that game exposed a lot of weaknesses and a lot of areas, and I'm like, if any game should have exposed us, it was not that one. Yeah, I agree. You know, I just, it was just stressful. It was just very stressful. And uh, I don't know. It was just, it was just the game, we should have blown them out of the water and we didn't. And I think that a lot of people were shocked because I could tell on Twitter and social media, like, oh my God, I can't believe you know, we let an NAI team, you know, take us to the cleaners like that a little bit in the first half. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, they were ahead by, yeah, they were ahead by one, but they were ahead at the half. Like, give me a break, man. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anywho. All right. Moving on. Let's go on to the announcements, random stuff, fan questions, other comments, some things that have just kind of arised in the last, I don't know couple hours of insanity you know what i'm talking about yeah. we're going to talk about it a little bit not a lot just because there isn't a lot but there is some things we do want to talk about when it comes to that but before we get into all that nonsense let's talk about some christmas ideas Jacqueline, coming up christmas is right around the corner like that man in the red suit that fat boy in the red suit it's going to be squeezing his Tubby little behind down some chimney soon and uh, giving us some amazing presents. And I'm excited. I'm excited. But I mean, one of our presents has already arrived and it's already on the back of our car. And they look so wonderful. Exactly. So again, if you have not heard, and if you've been listening to our podcast, I don't know how you missed it because we talk about it every single episode, but my plates, my plates, my plates, my plates. I mean, I I don't know how much more, like, how much more serious and how much more of a point we could make here. The fact that anytime you purchase a freaking my plate, like, I'm to the point where I'm just like, what are y'all doing? It is the best deal out there because you can purchase a my plate. And then majority of that money goes to FSF Athletics. So you can get a cool my plate either for yourself or for a friend or for a family member. And then... You could also be supporting the SFA Athletics in the in the same like transaction. I mean, the yeah. plain old Texas plate is boring. Get that oh, awesome it purple is. plate and be proud to be a lumberjack. I mean, what better way than to be zooming on the highway, passing all those A and M and UT plates or Texas Tech plates, and then just as you pass them, just throw up that accent and be like, "Yeah, in your face, baby," you know. And they look so good and so pretty, and it's just like... They're really sleek. Like we said before, in the words of Michael Scott, it's a win-win-win. It is a win-win-win. And again, SFA makes great money on every type of plate that you choose, even the one-year background only, which is only $50. 50 bucks. So if you're wanting to find a cool stocking stuffer for family or friend or maybe a um, lumberjack 
a future lumberjack. Maybe your daughter or son is coming to SFA in the fall or spring of next year. Maybe you can uh, get yourself, order yourself a uh, lumber, order them a lumberjack plate. How, what a cool little like going off to college gift. So again, real fans have my plates. It's not, you can go to uh, www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. And then you can even get like a $50 rebate. Get a $50 <laughs> rebate. Takes only a couple minutes to do it. If you have any questions about it, you can easily just call their human or their uh, customer service, or you can even ask myself or Jacqueline. We have all the deets. We have all the info when it comes to my plates. I mean, we are big my plate supporters, especially since we found out that money goes to us. Yeah, just no reason not to do it. It really isn't. There's really not. And again, if it's too expensive, you can lay away. I mean, it's really gonna win, win, win. So just do it. Just do it. My plates. Do it. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about the freaking elephant in the room. So I don't even know what time this tweet happened a few hours ago, but Matt Brown on Twitter, he said, and I quote, hearing that the wax official editions of Southern Utah, Sam Houston State, Lamar, Abilene Christian, and Stephen F. Austin will be finalized in the next two-ish weeks. What? Okay. So I know, I do know they have voted, they have voted on, I guess, like, accepting us. Uh, But now it's it's on all of our end to... Accept, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see. They voted. They want us to join. They want Sandy to join. They want Lamar. They want... So Utah to join, Abilene Christian to join. And really at this point now, the ball is in our court. Beak, like obviously there's a lot more moves and moving parts and things that have to happen on our end to make sure that it's a good move. And, you know, <clears throat> just like we mentioned before when a few weeks ago or not, I don't even know when it was, a few months or months ago or a couple months ago when the first kind of like rumblings of this were happening and going down, I mean, we both said, we're like, we're not going to really talk about it until this is like a dumb deal, like until there's actually like a vote, until something actually like legitimate comes out, because there's no point in just like talking about speculation. But now we're to the point where, I mean, Wax voted. I mean, they want us to join. But at the, again, at this point, it's the ball's kind of in our court. We'll most likely know something more definitive here within the next few weeks. And that kind of lines up perfectly with the Board of Regents meeting that's happening on the 17th of December. So it's possible that we'll know more after that. And again, like we're not, I'm not going to say that it's a for sure done deal until I hear literally Ryan Ivy and Dr. Gordon have a press conference and they say, Hey guys, we're joining the WAC. Let's get wacky. Woo. Like I'm not going to say that it's an official thing. So until then I'm going to be kind of just like skeptical possibly Um, There are a lot of things that we've heard. We've heard that um, no idea if we're going to accept or not. We've heard that if it's reported to what we've like heard, some people have reported that there's going to be like an Eastern division and that would be the division that we're in. um, So to speak, and that would be ACU, Lamar, Sam, SFA, Tarleton, and UT Rio Grande Valley. So that would be the Eastern Division, of course, and then be like a Western Division that would have like Grand Cayman and like Southern Utah and like those other teams that be in it. 
And there's just a, there's just so much stuff like, you know, to unpack with this. I mean, then there's questions. It's like, okay, so if we move, then would that mean that football is also moving? Would that mean that football is FCS or FBS? And then that would, and that's just like, there are so many scenarios and like, what if situations at this point, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So our preliminary thoughts on this potential move. <sighs> okay. Here's my thing. Do I want to get out of Southland? Absolutely. I've, I, the Southland is a train wreck 99% of the time. Um, we're not, we're not going anywhere in the Southland. Like there's no indication that the Southland is interested in improving, you know, and being like a power mid-major conference. Like there's no indication that they're going to put the money into it to do that. So while I want us to move, I mean, is it financially viable at this time? I don't know, because obviously with a move to a little bit of a bigger conference, quote unquote, air quote, bigger conference, um, that would mean that our travel budget and budget possibly potentially would have to increase. I mean, our budget's going to probably have to increase anyway to do this. Um, And it's just coming at a really crappy time because of the pandemic and we already have a budget shortfall. So like budget wise, is it, is it doable? I don't know. You know, um, do I want to move? Yes. Do I want to move to the WAC? Sure. If that's what we need to do and that's what we need to do to continue like moving up. Like I know that there's a lot of schools that like initially moved to the WAC, like Texas state, et cetera, um, in the beginning and then moved to other conferences like Sunbelt or whatever afterwards, um, to continue like moving up and having better competition and getting out of, you know, those small, small conferences. So it's potentially a good move for us. I, I do would, I think honestly it would shake a lot of things up. It may give us more opportunities across all sports and not just like the big, big handful like football and basketball. So I don't know. Jacqueline, your thoughts. So I'll just, I'll just say initially just to preface, uh, fully like trust Ryan Ivy and his staff and the board of regents and all these people who know a lot more than we do about all the different pro and con items to make the right decision. Oh, for sure. However, me personally, there's way smarter than us. I'm not down with moving to the WAC. I'm not saying that I'm sold on like us staying in the Southland forever because I know if, you know, if we're trying to grow and get more competition and be in a, in a better conference, then we can't just stick in the Southland forever. Obviously, we have to change at some point. But I just feel like WAX is a super lateral move because they're also going to be just a one-bid conference. Like, and we're going to be in the same boat there that we are in the Southland. Like, it's not – I feel like – I just feel like with the WAC deal, like, they want – they need us more than we need them. Like, it would kind of behoove them to have us in there, but it it doesn't really make the situation any better for us. In fact, I feel like it would just cost us more money because all of those schools are super far away. Um, So it's going to cost a lot more to travel there. And then we're not going to have much of a a fan following because, you know, we can't just, like, I don't even know where all those schools are. I don't even remember. But aren't some of them, like, Utah and California and stuff? It's not like we can just fly to Utah on a weeknight, like, I think that's um, why if they do do this, then the division, like the division idea would be the best option because then the travel wouldn't be 
the travel wouldn't really go crazy. Like we would probably travel a couple of them to like add a division games. Yeah. Like, it, so for example, like the Big be, Ten. The Big Ten has two different divisions. Yeah, it wouldn't. Right? I get it. It wouldn't be as bad, but it still would be worse. <laughs> like it would still be a lot farther. Like a lot of those. I mean, to be, be a fair, we play freaking southeastern Louisiana. That's like eight or nine hours away. It's not that. I far. mean, it's not that's far, but I mean, yeah. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. That's why I mentioned the fact that there is a huge budget concern when it comes yeah. to travel. Like. If we have to travel to Grand Canyon for basketball, we have to travel to Utah for travel. We have to, you know, for a game. Like, yes, that is a concern. So, I mean, if they do a division type thing, there'd only maybe potentially then at that point have a few games we'd have to travel out of state for. Yeah, but it, it would definitely that, make it. It's potentially yeah. that we would be mostly in Texas for all of our in comfort division games. You know. Yeah. But I yeah, just, I, mean, I just think a lot of things to consider. I think it's a super lateral move, so I'm I'm not down with it. But you know, I mean, it nobody, is lateral, but I do think that me. there is more upside to going to a to conference like the WAC rather than staying in the friggin' Southland. Yeah, no, that's why I said I'm not I'm not saying that we have to stay in the Southland. I don't think WAC's the option that I would choose. So but ain't nobody, then we, then ain't nobody then asking your, me. Your, what would be your ideal conference to move to then if you don't think it's the WAC? I, I haven't done enough research to say what would be best or who might even want us. Okay. I just yeah. I just don't think yeah, they I don't know either. I'm just I was just asking. I mean, yeah. I, I don't there may be no other conference that wants us to be fair. So yeah, they're the, where we're at and continue the road we're going and then, you know, do we kick ourselves 5 years down the road when literally no one wants us and we're stuck in the Southland longer? Like is my question is is this our only opportunity to get our asses out of the Southland and then Stay in the whack for a little bit and then move on from there. Yeah, Kinda I don't like know. Texas State did. You know, I feel like they're just in the whack, whack forever. Like, yeah, I think right now they're the only ones asking us, or they're they're the only ones publicly that we're hearing about. So, I don't know. We I shall mean, see. We've been hearing about the whack for at least a month or more. Like, I feel like if there was any other conferences out there beating down our door, we probably would have heard by now. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so. Who knows? I mean, again, there's so much up in the air. There's a lot to unpack with that. And while I would be fine to move as long as there was opportunity for advancing, you know, our athletics further, more opportunities for our athletes, you know, more, more, uh, more visibility. I mean, yeah, that would be great. Like if we could have every game on ESPN, three or ESPN two or whatever the frick it would be. Like at least we'd have more visibility, you know, for sports across the whole board, not just football, basketball, baseball, other sports, other facilities could have an actual bowling facility for those dang girls who win championships all the time. Be nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've won how many national championships and they still have to fricking bowl at the shitty ass bowling lanes in town. (laughs) probably asbestos and COVID on the balls. Like, you know, like shit. I just don't think that's cool. They need better facility, but they're not going to build one. No, not with the budget right now. Um, another, we had another fan question or really comment that said, uh, this was from DDT Woodlands user on Twitter. He said, uh, David, David, you know, how can we help him get more national 
recognition the dude is a stud he's the best player in the conference well i mean he just won player of the week so that's a start yeah he just has to keep doing what he's doing yeah i mean last year wasn't he like newcomer of the year or something i mean he was like yeah he was yeah so i mean i think if he just continues his last season play elevating his play uh doing what he's doing right now he just continues doing that i don't I have no problem saying that he could easily be, you know, player of the year or, uh, where, I don't even know what the other words are. I can't even think right now. Player of the year, uh, for the first team and second team and then first team. Yeah. yeah. He could easily be on first team. Like that's, that's a given. Um, but yeah, I and mean, he could easily be player of the year if he just keeps on doing what he's doing. Um, and what took so long to get the mojo going? I'm assuming he means mojo within the team. I don't really what? see the mojo yet, to be I, fair. Yeah, I think he met in the game last night. Oh, yeah. Even in the second half, the mojo wasn't really there. I mean, it was better than the first half, obviously, but yeah. still Didn't not take there. much. Didn't take much to be better no. than the first half. No. And then uh, Yates said, praying we don't develop the play to our competition habit. It's a good comment. It's a fair point. It is a fair point. I, I don't know. I hope so. I hope not either. I really don't. I, and I, I do hate to make. I mean, I, I'm never one to try to make excuses. However, just to take everything into account, I really, I, I feel like there were just a lot of factors that kind of worked against us yesterday, and them not really having their head in the game. Because, I mean, going like going into Friday, you know, they thought they were going to have a weekend, and then they find out they have a game on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. they're also going into finals week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of factors going on here. So I, th- I think their head was just not in it for that Sunday afternoon game. They thought they were going to have their weekend. They probably are stressing about their finals and there's just a lot of stuff going on. So uh, mm-hmm. that's my hopeful assessment of that. Yeah, I, I agree. Obviously they probably, their heads probably weren't a hundred percent in it. Um, and again, that was a quick turnaround. They probably found yeah. out Friday morning and or Thursday night, or who knows, even later than that about the game on Sunday. And so they probably didn't have a lot of time to prepare and scout whoever scout it was the team. And so, you know, limited notes, limited information. And when you have a team that's coming off a major victory, like a 115 point game, don't care who the heck you play. I mean, that's that's a lot of mojo to have coming in, a lot of, like, juice to have coming in. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't want them to create that habit, but I will also agree with Jacqueline that there, there's just a lot, a lot going on at the moment. The schedule changes. <sighs> Finals week. Just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, so... Next game. Our next game is obviously a road game on Saturday. Fingers crossed, hopefully, for the Jacks. They'll be playing Louis- University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, hope We were thinking earlier in the season, whenever the schedule first got released, that we'd be able to go to the game. But it's just there's just too much going on this weekend. Jacqueline has family stuff. I have family stuff going on. So there's just no way we can actually like travel to the game. So we're going to be able to watch it, hopefully, um, at some point on Saturday or some point this weekend, most likely when it's on ESPN Plus, fingers crossed. I mean, all of our games so far have been on ESPN Plus. I'm just going to assume that this one will be too. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have any way to watch it. Then we'll be screwed. Um, 
Yeah, fingers crossed. And then after that, I mean, tentatively, again, tentatively, knock on wood, we have like a four-game home streak. It's insane. I know. I'm so gonna be. I'm gonna be basically like living in neck for a week. <laughs> Literally, you may have to bring the cats. I know. Might have to load up the kitties. It's a lot. I'll probably. I'll probably go. I don't know. I'll go back and forth between a few. I'll probably stay for the first two and then come back home and then come back for the second two. That's a lot of dragon, girl. Yeah, so we got, if, if these all happen tentatively, and again, who knows? We might we might pop up and have one this week before the Monroe game on Saturday. Who knows? Um, you know, it's it's only Monday. Tomorrow they may tell us we have a game Wednesday. Uh, but the, the four home games that we tentatively at this moment have scheduled – uh, in a row, or December 16th, we have Arkansas State, December 18th, LSU Shreveport, December 21st, Sela, and December 22nd, Paul Quinn. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, there's uh, those two first games at home are both at 6.30. I was just choking a minute ago. My life flashed before my eyes, and I'm, like, crying because that was a hardcore choke. Like, I, I choked on water. I just I sucked it down. Oh, no. Anyway, I know. <clears throat> Sorry. So anyway, yeah, those first two games at home are at 6.30. Again, fingers crossed. And then the CELA game's at 5, and then the Paul Quinn game has no time yet. So, again, just fingers crossed. But if you're planning if you're, if you're planning on coming back for the games, I mean, you might as well make it a long weekend and stay for the 16th, the 18th, the 21st. <laughs> you know, I saw that, that there was a back-to-back game on 21st and 22nd. I was like... Is that a t- is that a typo? Oh but yeah, that is weird. As of now, it's literally twenty first and then twenty second. Cause so the sixteenth is Wednesday, the eighteenth is Friday, the twenty first is Monday, and the twenty second is Tuesday. Yeah, and then that'll be it for December, and then we won't play again until January. Um, okay. That's just nuts. I don't think we've ever had that. We've had a lot of home games. Like, yeah. there's a lot of opportunities for y'all to come watch the Jacks at home. Holy moly. Um, I guess we just have to quickly kind of comment before we end the podcast. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that are concerned about the game and, like, masks and social distancing. And I will say, yeah, there are a lot of people there who do walk into the game with their mask on and then sit down and then take it off. Not going to lie. There are a bunch that do do that. But for the most part, I think, I mean, like, um, just from Jacqueline and I's, like, side over where we're sitting, like, pretty much everybody is being pretty conscious about space for the most part and, like, yeah. wearing masks. Um, and then you could always just do what our parents do. I mean, if you come to the game and sit in your seat and then someone comes and sits near you and they're not supposed to be sitting near you, you can either get up and move or go and get one of the little, what are they called? Ticket people? What are yeah. they um, Ushers. <clears throat> yeah. Couldn't they hear the name? Yeah. And be like, yo, like this person is clearly not sitting in their correct seat because I'm supposed to have like a three seat freaking window around me or like buffer zone. And they clearly are sitting one seat like in front of <laughs> me. Like there's no way that they're sitting in their right seat. So they need to get their ass out of here. And to the people who were doing that, literally, y'all have, like, 6,000 empty seats to choose from. So, please literally. just, like, take a seat a row or two behind someone and space a few seats over. It's not hard. You literally have 
6,000 yeah. plus seats to choose from. And here's my thing too. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, why would you want to go and sit next to somebody or near somebody that first of all, you don't even know right. during a pandemic when we're not supposed to do that? Like, why? Like, what's the point? If you're there by yourself or like you would have friends, like go and sit in your assigned seat and this would not be an issue. Right. It wouldn't be an issue. Wouldn't be a problem. And then here's the thing. Just wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking. Like it's really honestly not that hard. Like it's really not. I thought that we would have a lot of trouble with it. But for the most part, like it's been fine. Like, yeah, yelling and screaming and like cheering is kind of rough. But at the same time, though, like, I mean, we do it. We've done it for three games now. Right. Like it's doable. It is definitely doable. And it just irritates me because there's a lot of people that want to come to these games, but they don't feel comfortable coming because, because people are not fucking following the rules. And then I guess the other thing, the other part of that is that not a slight to the staff, but I feel like, yeah, they haven't really been enforcing it. Yeah. You know, like they may enforce it some games and then like or some areas if it's like really egregiously not social distancing but like i mean i have not seen a single person get kicked out of the game for not wearing their mask yet yeah it says it bold placed and bold printed on the game day programming guides that if you do not wear your mask and do not comply you will be removed from the game so All in all, moral story is just wear your goddamn mask. And sit in your properly assigned seat, please. Yeah. So that our parents, <clears throat> Jacqueline and I's parents, can come to the game and <laughs> yeah. sit in our seats yeah. or sit in their seats safely and not have to worry about dumb dick John over here sitting in just a random seat just because they want to sit next to their friend. Here's the thing. If you want to go to the game with your friend, go get a ticket at the exact same time with your friend. Yeah. That way you have to take a next to each other. It's not freaking hard. Or just choose a seat that's science. spaced out from other people. You know? Yeah. Again, like Jacqueline said, there's 6,000 seats. Like, there are plenty, plenty of seats behind the board, over in the corners, over behind or over near the uh, tunnel. Like, there's so many sections that have nobody in them. But yet you want to go sit and plop your butt down next to a whole group of people just yeah. because... Oh, I wanted to sit right here because I'm lazy. I don't want to walk over to the other side. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> it's dumb. I, I was going to get real, like, lit up about it. But I'm going to try and, like, calm myself down. <laughs> Got to yeah, wind it's, down it's here. Irritating. I just don't want, the like, a dumbass person or student or kid or whoever the heck it is. I don't care who it is. Ruin this for the rest of us here. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, huh. I don't want the NCAA to be like, no, sorry, SFA, you guys can't handle the whole social distancing mask thing. So, you know, fuck it. No more fans. <laughs> yeah, we're not having that. Like, worst case scenario, and I would probably honestly kick a bitch's ass at that point. Like, excuse my French. Like, I would yeah. probably find out who ruined it for us. I will find names. I will find addresses. We will. We have a particular set of skills. What a great quote. Killed that. <laughs> Killed that. All right. So, again, if you can't come to the games, though, and you want to watch from afar, support from afar, um, 
you can. Obviously, most of the games are going to be on ESPN Plus or 3. Um, and, then of course, you can always listen to the golden voice of the Jacks, as Peyton calls them, <laughs> on uh, Q1077. And I always recommend that just because usually ESPN announcers are dumb. Yeah. That's just straight up. Okay, so I think that's it. I think we covered it all. If you have any other questions or comments or any kind of musings or rants you want to hear from us, let us know in comments. Let us know. Post us. DM us. Do whatever you want to do. We'll let you know if any games spring up during the week. I mean, you'll know when we know kind of thing because, again, like, we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. We'll find mean, out something tomorrow. The slogan of the year is lose a game, get a game. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, if you're season ticket holders, do your mobile first option. If you're a single game ticket holder, just do the mobile first ticket option. <laughs> it's not hard. Um, and hopefully, we'll be able to make, out, make it out to one of these upcoming games on the 16th, 18th, 21st, or 22nd, right before Christmas. So, Get excited, Jax. The season is just beginning. Still got a lot of games left, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Hope you guys have a good good night. Have a good Monday. Have a good week. And if there's no game during the week, then you'll hear from us on the 12th-ish time. 13th, 14th, probably. Probably Monday. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great day. And always remember, Axe and Jax. With Axe and Jax.